Hey, uh, I don't know you guys, um, but I'm a little bit of a, I, I don't want to be on a cord. Like it's, I wish I could run around. That's kind of my style. Um, so I would be what you call a holler back preacher. So you are allowed to talk to me. It will encourage me. So even if I'm doing bad, an amen might make it better. Cool? So be, thank you. So before we start, um, can you look at your neighbor and just say, I prayed all week I would sit next to you. And then look at your other neighbor for whatever reason, your second choice. And uh, could you say, uh, your hair looks great. Hair looks great. Hair looks fantastic. So I'm preaching on the Holy Spirit. So I don't know where you guys stand on that, but I hope, uh, hope you receive a word from God today. I just want to take a moment um, if we could just close our eyes, if you're um, comfortable or willing, just expose your, your most sensitive space. You know, I think there's a theme in the music about our heart. And I think that's what God's after. So if we could just take a moment. God, sometimes I think it's funny that we... Uh, invite you because you're here. But God, I guess I just am standing up here asking that your Holy Spirit, which is very present, would speak. God, nobody bats a thousand up here. And I just pray that you speak to each and every person individually today. We love you, Lord. We pray this all in your name. Everybody said. So do you guys believe that God could do something right now? Do you guys believe that? Like we're sitting here this morning. Did you just come to church or did you, do you really feel like God could move? Do you guys feel that? I mean, are you here just for information or do you want revelation? Like, do you believe that God could speak to you right now? I think he can, and I think, he, I, I think one of you could be sitting here and be like, this guy's a little weird, and you, you might be next to somebody crying. That's because God is speaking to them, and it's going to, I could say something about the Holy Spirit, but he's going to speak to you about your marriage, and I just pray that I hope this morning, can we believe that God's going to do something for each and every one of you? Can we believe that? He's going to move. If we want him to move, he'll move. I think it's so funny. We can sit here in this kind of worship experience. Maybe it's not your kind of worship experience, and you could be... Uh, maybe not about it. But if you're a person that's willing to receive, I think you can receive. So let's receive today. Let's receive. So it was declared from the beginning, let there be light. And through man's disobedience came perpetual night. The dark night of the soul, man searching for truth, the truth of God's love hidden from view. But you see, God had a plan, and it might sound strange, to bring back the light through a lamb that was slain. Let me explain. To get rid of old death would require new birth, the birth of a baby that would shake the whole earth. His, his birth was astounding, quite the revelation, breaking through darkness, heavenly illumination. 
the firstborn from heaven lying in a manger, extracting all the souls of men from eternal danger. But wait, 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 wait. It gets stranger. He lived a sinless life, and he gave the credit to me, took all my bondage so that I can be free. I once was blind, but now I see this great revelation has been given to me that... Jesus Christ is the light of all men. He took all my sin. New life can begin. So in this moment, as you're sitting in these seats at City College, waiting for a breakthrough, waiting for this moment to make you, why don't you make it with the breath you've been given? Why don't we just set it off? After all, we still live in. Because we're all called to be a light, but we don't just reflect the light. We also refract it. And don't force your light on others because his love will retract it in a million different ways, in a million different days, a million different rays, a million ways to praise. So in this moment, as we celebrate our king who overcame the night, let us carry our own light. Let's pledge allegiance to our God in the way that we live, in the way that we serve, in the way that we give. Here a light, there a light, everywhere a light, light. No more sin, no more shame, no more pain. Night, night. You guys awake now? (sighs) My man. Thanks, brother. So look, I'm not here to give a message. I'm not here to give you information. I'm not even here so you guys like me. I would love if you supported, but you know what? God has other people that will support. I'm here to just tell you something that I think God wants me to share with you. It's not going to be a three-point sermon. It's messy. He did not give me the proper time to prepare. Let's be real. It's not Vince's fault. It's my other pastor's fault. Uh, He told me two days ago, hey, I have a thing. Two days? Okay, well, I guess this, I have to actually preach with the Holy Spirit. Um, So why don't we open up our Bible to Matthew 3. This will be relatively painless. Could be 15 minutes. Could be 30. Um, You guys there? We're going to read just a few verses. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prepared prevented him saying, I need you to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus said, let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Everybody say all righteousness. And then John was like, okay, bro. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove And coming to rest on him, and behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my son with whom I am well pleased. I titled this message because hopefully you'll remember it if I title it. So I titled it, Finally Found a Resting Home. Look at your neighbor and say, You're home. Let's pray. Just ask God to be here. God, be here. Speak. I think these people are awake. So speak to them now in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's my first question. I need to show hands. Who in here grew up, I think there's two kinds of churches, a Bible church or a Holy Spirit church? Who grew up in a Bible church? We're all about the Bible. Anybody grow up in like a Holy Spirit church? Oh, wow. We have like a really mixed, that's really cool. Don't you guys think that we end up in kind of either department? And I think... 
what God wants to say is that it's both. And then if we can create a community that is driven by the Holy Spirit, but is about the word that was inspired by the Holy Spirit, maybe we'll get somewhere. But come on, God does speak still, right? You guys believe that, right? It's not God the Son, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Bible. God the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. I wrote down a couple things. I said, without the Spirit, we have a Bible that is closed. We have a Bible that's closed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through this, and I hope you guys can follow me. But God made a covenant, okay, with Moses, and he gave him ten commandments. It was super scary, Mount Sinai. The people, God's people are like, okay, this is weird. And, and Moses is like, no, no, we need this law. This, this law is, is really good. We need, we want God's law, okay? I want you to fast forward. Okay, in the Old Testament, we had a law, we had a a job that was to bring the law. And in the New Testament, we have a job to bring the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, that's our new role. But without the Holy Spirit, how does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. What ministry of reconciliation without the Holy Spirit, it doesn't make sense. Follow me here, I'm going to be all over the place. Jesus, our Savior, was born of a woman. Okay which is insane, an angel shows up and says, hey, you're going to have a son. She's like, no, I've never slept. I've never had sex with any. I'm, how? How am I going to have a son? And then the Holy Spirit says that he's going to overshadow her and impregnate her. Smoke that, okay? <laughs> Holy Spirit impregnating a woman with the Son of God. Okay, that's a little weird, Okay. So we have this Holy Spirit impregnating a woman. So Mary must have known, right? That Mary must have known that Jesus was the Son of God. She had him. Do we understand that? You guys with me? So Jesus has the Son of God. But check this out. Until he was 30 years old, he doesn't really live out his kingship. He doesn't really do much. We, don't, we only have one record of him when he's 12, Okay? So now I want to go back to Moses. You guys with me? I'm going to be all over the place. I'm not here to preach a sermon. I hope God's speaking to you. Back to Moses. He gets 613 laws and 10 commandments. And you couldn't mess up one. James 2.10 says if you mess up one, you mess up all of them. Okay, this is a ministry of condemnation. You can't do it. It's, it sucks for the people of God. And they struggled a long time. Jesus shows up, not as God, but as a man. Do you realize that when Jesus was here, he was a man? It wasn't, it wasn't God doing the ministry. He was a man. So now here's what's so convicting. If, if there's a real Holy Spirit, it wasn't the Holy Spirit operating in God. It was the Holy Spirit operating in a man. So when I see Jesus do miracles, it's not, oh, God did it. No, it's a man did it. Therefore, that's pretty convicting for me because I'm supposed to be doing the same things that Jesus is doing. So it's not, oh, dang, he healed that guy. That's, it's God. No, it's, dang, dude, he did that as me. I, that's convicting. Jesus came as a man. So check this out. He shows up, and he had to fulfill all this law. So think about this. We only hear about Jesus one time when he was 12, his parents forgot about him in Jerusalem, and they come back, and he's in the temple preaching to all these old dudes. He's 12, and they're like, he's amazing. Who is this? Mary comes back. Mary's like, we were worried about you. What are you doing? He's like, don't you know that I'm about my father's business? 
And it says that he, he grew up in wisdom and stature with man and with God. Whoa, that's weird. Okay, so I get it that he grew in wisdom and stature with a man, but he had to grow in wisdom and stature with God? Okay, think about that later. That's, that's a little extra. I don't, I don't even know. Okay, so he grows in wisdom and stature. He does this all perfectly till he's 30. Now we show up at our scripture. Think about this. He's 30 years old, does it absolutely perfect. Hits the Jordan River, gets baptized by John, by this guy. John is really the fulfillment of Elijah. He's, he's the forerunner. They have the same clothes, eat the same diet. Okay, he's the forerunner of Elijah for the Messiah. He shows up to get baptized. And check this out. For 30 years, this is what's so crazy. In the Jewish culture, when you were 30 years old, you inherited all that your father had. Stay with me. This is good. You get all that your father had. And in Deuteronomy 28, the blessing of obedience is that the heavens open up and blessings fall on you. So Jesus lives a perfect life, never really doing anything in his kingship, shows up at his baptism. Deuteronomy 28, blessings fall on him because that's what it says it'll do. And he inherits everything that the father has because he's 30 years old. That's what happens when you're 30. Then a dove comes down. Holy Spirit lands on him and stays, John 3 says, without measure. So now Jesus is operating in kingship. Now it says, I and the Father are one. I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what the Father says. Because now he's inherited what his Father has. Him and the Father are now one. You guys staying with me? Whoo! That's good. Fast forward to Jesus' death, where he didn't just die for me, he died as me. It's a little something. Think about it. He died as me. Okay, he dies for three days. He gets the keys to hell. He comes back up. Before he gets resurrected to the Father, Mary sees him on earth in his resurrected form and says, Rabboni. And he says, hey, go to the disciples. Go to the disciples. Tell them I'm here. Tell them that my God is now your God. Okay, my God is now your God. We have the same Father. That's an amazing promise right now. My God is now your God. My family is now your family. Go and tell the disciples. He comes back. He walks through a wall. That must have been weird. Disciples are freaked out. Doors locked. He comes in, and he breathes in the Holy Spirit on them. Just as I was sent, now I'm sending you. Go and do the same things I'm doing. Now the disciples have the same equipment that Jesus had, and you have it today. Okay? The same equipment that Jesus had. So he breathes the Holy Spirit, but then this is where it gets kind of weird, and I'm not going to spend time unpacking it, but he says, hey, wait here for 10 days and wait for the Father's promise, whatever that means. Wait for the Father's promise, because after that, you're going to go reach the ends of the earth. This is Acts 1, and then they're waiting in a house, and it says that they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Pentecost happens. Peter gets up, preaches Joel 2 like he's never preached before. How does that happen? How does a 21-year-old moron that doesn't even listen to Jesus all of a sudden turn around and preach Joel 2 and cut to the people's hearts? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit in them and through them. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. 
So, hey, guess what? When you read the landowner parable, why don't you understand that you have been given something to invest in others? You've been given the Holy Spirit. Why don't you go invest the Holy Spirit wherever you go? The Holy Spirit should change every environment you're in. And if you go study this, God has used people in crazy ways with an understanding that the power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. You guys good? You're quiet. I think right now, I think God is saying things to you guys. I can feel it. You know, my dad is here, and he has not been a Christian his whole life. He's in his 50s. He got saved in his 50s. You know what's really refreshing about being around a guy like that? He has no preconceived notions of how this is supposed to go. He goes, I think I heard from God. I'm going to go do it. You know how refreshing that is? That's what God wants you to be. God said it. Okay, I'll do it. Matthew 7, a wise person is the one that hears from me and does it. A foolish person is one that hears from me. Religious person, a.k.a. blogger, okay, hears it and then doesn't do anything and writes about it. God wants you to hear his voice and do it. It's not easy. It's not easy. Here's the thing. If there's people in this church that can help you with there are. Vince. There's people that understand a little bit about discipleship, and I know that's a huge piece of the puzzle. We're not going to go into it, but the Holy Spirit will tell you who should lead you. Good? Whoever's playing guitar, can they come up? They make the ending way better. Come on, brother. Thank you. So I just want to leave you with one more thing. It might be a long conclusion. I heard when you say conclusion, 40% of people engage again. So that's why I said it. Um, But you guys do seem engaged, which is good. Um, You know, I, uh, this is actually not part of the conclusion, so I'm already screwing it up. But uh, I was, I got saved about six years ago. Lived in New York City, was a performer. And, uh, I remember I got married to my wife, and we moved out here, really because we were in this new season of just listening to God. I didn't know any better. Honestly, didn't go to a church that talked about the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's a lot of things I look back that weren't great about the church, but hey, guess what? I got saved at the church, so I guess God can even use a broken vessel. Hello. Um, so there I am. We're here, and I spend two years welding Mind you, I've only performed, so I've only used to work in three hours a day, okay? It's not, I did not have a good work ethic. And God really wanted to grow my character to be in line with my competency. And he's been on that journey. And I've been at a church downtown with Catalyst for two years. We planted, and now I'm going to Portland in five months. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, everything that I'm doing and growing in is the fact that I know God is speaking and I'm starting to listen to it. And there's so much blessing in that. I remember we were, we were in a, a road trip in Portland just for fun. And I felt like God was like, you got to plant a church here. Everybody wants to know, why Portland? Well, he just got, I was there and God said, plant a church here. Didn't say anything to my wife. My wife's here. There you are. Hi. 
And, uh, and uh, we were driving out of town. I said, you will not believe what I think God said to me. And she said, what, that we're supposed to plant a church here? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we got to pursue this thing. And I'll tell you what, we don't have it all figured out, but there is like already 15 people leaving everything to move up to Portland with us. We got a couple moving from the Navy. He's been in for 10 years, so he gets that like fat 150K bonus. He's like, I don't even care. I don't even care. I want to go be on mission with the family of God. Just wanted to share that. Hope that was for somebody. So here's how I want to end this. It says in Jesus' baptism that the heavens opened up, a dove came down and landed on him and didn't leave, and it stayed without measure, and that he's pleased with him. A long, long, long time ago, stay with me here, stay with me. A long, long, long time ago, there was this dove that was sent out from this ark that this guy built. Super weird, you know? He's like, I'm going to build an ark where there's no water. And he does it, and eventually it comes to pass, and he sends out this dove three times to see if the water's receded. But the third time, the dove never comes back. It never finds a resting place until the heavens opens and a dove comes down and lands on a rock and finds a resting place and stays on him without measure. The dove found a home in Jesus. How amazing is that? The dove has come, found a home on Jesus. And here's the great promise. Here's the great promise, is that now that you are a son and daughter, you you were an orphan. You were an orphan. And what is the Holy Spirit's main job? It's in you. It's a person. And it's telling you, like Romans says, that, that, that it's crying, Abba, Father. It's crying, Sonship. That's the job. It's, you're a son because the Holy Spirit's constantly telling you that you're a son. It's telling you you're a son right now. And here's the thing. Because you're a son and daughter, you're in the baptism. God has the heavens open to you because you have perfect obedience through Christ. Okay, And the dove is on you and not leaving. The whole thing with the Holy Spirit, guys, you're in the way, not the Spirit. The heavens are open. It's not going anywhere. You can decide to walk in it or you can decide to close it. It's open to you. The, holy, the heavens are open to you constantly. And the dove is sitting on you and it's not leaving. And it's without measure, as John 3 says. And guess what? He's pleased with you. He's pleased with you. He's pleased with you. you. You have, he's pleased with you. You have the Holy Spirit and the heavens are open so you can walk in the kingdom of God. What's Jesus' main message in Matthew 10? He says, just go tell people the kingdom's at hand. And then heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. So hey, maybe we should stop trying to worry about what exactly we're supposed to do. Whatever you do, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, whatever you do. That's your will. And he says, you can do it. You have the Holy Spirit. So that's it. That's all I got. I'm going to pray. Are you guys encouraged? Okay. Because you're quiet, so it's okay. It's just really not encouraging for a preacher when they're like. Maybe that's the Holy Spirit. They're like, oh my gosh. Okay. Let me pray for you. Thank you so much for letting me speak. I'll be around if you guys want to talk after. Father, thank you so much. God, I pray 
that people, that people seek your Holy Spirit, God. It's a person, and it's in them, and he wants to know you, and he wants to connect you to the Father. The Father is going to use the agency of the Holy Spirit to do the work of the kingdom here and now. Father, I pray that you teach these people that their job is to bring heaven to earth now. This is not about you go to heaven when you die. The bridge of Calvary is to the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing us to the Father and giving us a Holy Spirit. We love you so much. God, you're so good. We love you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give Anton a hand clap. How many of you guys are thankful for the reminder that because of the gospel, everything that the Father says about Jesus is true of you right here and right now? That the very power, as Anton was saying, that Jesus walked with, served with, loved with, gave with, that the power that empowered his life was the Holy Spirit. And if you're a believer, that is the same spirit that dwells in you right now. What a truth. I want us to take some some time today to really chop through that. In smaller groups, we're going to come up and take communion together. Groups of two or three. We've got some questions to kind of chew through what that means. If it's true that my identity is rooted in the gospel that Jesus bought with his own blood, the good news of who he is and what he's done for us, then who I am is forever changed. And if that's true, then how I live gets to be free and forever changed. Amen? Amen. So we're going to take some communion. If it's your first time here, feel free to join a communion group. If you're not a believer yet and you've never taken communion, we want to invite you to just either hang back or come join a group and listen in on the conversation that the Holy Spirit empowers as we gather together. We've got some questions for us to work through today. Number one, do you believe that the heavens are open to you, that the Spirit is upon you, and that the Father is pleased with you? Do you believe that? If you did, if you believe this fully, what would change in your life? What would change later this afternoon and tomorrow? What situations can you look at and say, Man, if I believe this right now, I'd be feeling a whole lot different. I'd be acting a whole lot different in this situation. And then lastly, this week, how can you grow in your personal relationship with the Holy Spirit? What's that look like? What's a, what's a smart goal? What's a very actionable step this week that I can put in place in my life to grow in my personal relationship with the indwelling presence of God in my life? Thank you so much, Anton, for leading us in that. And uh, so I'm just going to invite us all to stand. Come on down. We have two communion tables uh, with some napkins covering the wine. There we go. And uh, I'm just going to say one more brief prayer over us as we come down and take communion. We're going to take communion for about 10, 15 minutes, and then Tom's going to close us out with a song, groups of two or three. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much that because of the sacrifice of your son, we've been brought into family. The very family of God, that we've been adopted, those of us who are far away, even enemies of the cross, 
that you have not only brought us in, but you filled us with an identity, with purpose, with meaning, with value, that you're pleased with us, and you filled us with the same spirit that filled the life of Jesus Christ and empowered his ministry. That's why the Acts Church looked the way it did. That's why our lives can look very different than the lives of those around us. And what the appetite for people around us who are starving and yearning for something that the kingdom of God is not far away. It's come near in his church. I pray you convict our hearts and draw us closer to you in very practical ways over the next few minutes. Have your way. Jesus, have your way. In your name we pray. Amen.